Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, and welcome to another episode of HR in 15. I'm Alicia Nalfo, Client Success Specialist here at Prestige PEO, and I am really excited to be your host today. Today, we're joined by RP Eddy. RP is the CEO of Ergo, a 15-year-old global intel and strategy firm for corporations and countries. Ergo provides unique targeted research, industry and competitive analysis, ESG advising, and day-in, day-out diligence on hires, businesses, and investments for clients through actionable intelligence from frontline experts. In March of 2020, Ergo launched a COVID-19 task force intelligence platform. Using established frameworks and insights from the best experts, Ergo provided early and accurate intelligence and forecasts on every major development related to the pandemic. Ergo's latest endeavor includes developing a return to work forum, helping members navigate the next phase of the pandemic, a period in which the light at the end of the tunnel has illuminated, a new set of short and long-term challenges await. RP is here to tell us about how businesses can begin to shift their focus to the next three stages of COVID-19 and how they can manage the challenging road ahead. So RP, thank you so much for joining with us today. Thanks, Melissa. I'm really glad to be here. Awesome. So before we get into the details of the content of today's podcast, tell us a little bit about your history and experience within public health, because I know that is very substantial and relevant to the topic. Melissa, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and really appreciative of everyone who's going to tune in. Uh, when COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, it unfortunately was not a surprise to my colleagues at Ergo or to me. Um, I was a public health official earlier in my career and, in fact, was the drafter of the first pandemic response plan a White House ever created. Then I was um, a WHO official where I designed something called the Global Fund for HIV, AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, which went on to save over 25 million lives from those disease diseases. And finally, in 2017, I co-authored a book with Richard Clark called Warnings, Finding Cassandra's to Stop Catastrophes, where we uh, described some looming threats, and one of them was a global pandemic, uh, one of the seven threats we highlighted. So when this hit, it wasn't a surprise to us. And that's actually unfortunate because I think that there was a lot of preventable death here, but that's my background. Wow. And I don't think a lot of people understand that there have been individuals who are involved in public health who have such an in-depth understanding of how something like our past year could have happened, right? So we are one very lucky to have a relationship building with Ergo and all of like you and your colleagues, and now to have you today to talk about the future. So we are really excited about um, our relationship and just what we can talk about today. Nice of you to say, it's really our pleasure. Absolutely. So it's our understanding that Ergo built this forum Right. So one to talk about yeah. COVID-19 and how to navigate that. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that and how that actually worked with these leaders in the industry and how that's going to segue even into the future. Well, thanks. So, so you know, a number of years ago, we built a forum at Ergo called the Flashpoints Forum, where we help a group of countries and corporations sort of navigate what's ahead. At Ergo, we, we have a tagline that I actually got from one of our large pension fund clients. The tagline is, 
the future is susceptible to research. So inside the Flashpoints Forum, we look at big macro issues, geopolitical issues, we call them high beta events, the things that move everything. And we pay attention to those things. They could be catastrophes, they could be opportunities, they could be legislation, they could be elections, et cetera. And we've had a tremendous amount of success with that product. When COVID-19 hit, as I mentioned, we weren't that surprised. Um, and we thought to ourselves, geez, how are we gonna add value in a very, very crowded information marketplace? Every newspaper, every TV station, every pundit is gonna have something to say about this. We wrote a memo in the end of February to our clients that laid out what the next year was going to look like. It was profoundly accurate. And we decided that we could take the great team we have, Kate Crumrine, Peyton Lawrence, and others, and we could work with the great experts in our network, including Anthony Fauci and Paul Offit and some of the great world experts on this disease, and answer about 200 questions. So we, we created this COVID-19 forum that was tremendously successful, as you mentioned in the beginning, and thank you for that. So when the hot part of the pandemic ended, and now we get to what we kind of call this next phase, we thought to ourselves, look, we, 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 we were really happy to guide our clients through the hot pandemic. The next challenge is very real too. So let's create this return to work forum where we get together with our clients, work very collaboratively with them. We're talking about CHROs and human resource experts and executives from some of the top firms in the world and some big firms, some small firms and medium firms and coming together to figure out how we're going to address what comes next because this return to work period, and, and the, the phrase return to work may not even be relevant anymore, but this, this next period is so profoundly important for every organization. And I'll just conclude by saying, when else in your professional history where you just handed a white sheet, sheet of paper and it said, redesign your firm, redesign where you meet your customers, redesign how you work with your employees, redesign how you operate with your real estate, because that's what all of us have just been handed right now. And the firms that capitalize on this use this as a moment to win are going to feel a whole lot better about themselves in a year or two than the ones who just sort of get forced through this, make some guesses, don't get it right um, and get it. And, and, you know, thereby don't optimize the opportunity in the war for talent, war for diversity, inclusion, et cetera. So the forum format is every month we get together with our clients and we bring some world-class experts in and we have a conversation along a sequence of critical issues about the next 90 days, the next normal, and the future of work, we call it. Those are the three, the three, three session, the three categories of the next year that we look at. Again, the next 90 days, we call the first one, the next normal, then the future of work. And we can talk about those if you'd like. I would absolutely love to, because I think there's that buzzword that floats around, like this whole kind of paradigm shift that everybody is going through now. And it businesses are not exempt from that. And having an organization of employees, regardless of the size of your staff, you are facing some type of massive organizational change, whether or not you agree with it or want it, things are going to be different. And it's necessary for us to kind of come together to find the best way to navigate that, right? So I, I'm hearing that you're doing these monthly sessions, right? And they're broken out into these three different parts. How have you and the team of experts really determined what is changing and what's new and really what kind of guidance can we be giving to these clients and what to expect in the future, right? We keep talking about all of these changes, but I think it's helpful for us to drill down to what some of those changes are. Remember the funny paradigm, 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 <laughs> brother, can you paradigm? It's all about mm -hmm. the paradigms, right? Um, and no, businesses are far from exempt from what's happening now. And in fact, 
more than not exempt. This is a huge opportunity. So part of what maybe we can do looking at the clock here is we can uh, share some quick learnings with, with, with everyone here about what we've come up with so far in the forum and what we're going to tackle. So let's talk first about this next 90 days, right? So the next 90 days, sort of now through fall, we got a big wake-up call in the last week that the pandemic is far from over. The Delta variant, you've heard so much about this. It's now the dominant strain in the country. It is wreaking havoc on reopening plans in L.A. County and other places. They're back to mask wearing. And it's possible, possible but unlikely, that deaths will start to rise again and hit 500 dead per day by Labor Day. And, and if we don't hit that high, we're certainly going to be the two, 300 mark. So we're more likely to see them drop through summer. But then as we head the winter and fall, we're going to have real trouble where, where COVID has shown itself to be seasonal. It's it, And in highly unvaccinated parts of this country, you should plan for potentially severe COVID outbreaks in the six-month time horizon. That is a big deal for all of you who are trying to open your office right now. So when you look at the return to office planning, you know, that, again, these next 90 days, there are some nitty-gritty policies office safety protocols, mask wearing, vaccination policies, you need to get right. And so we're particularly focusing on those right now. Um, and and look, you may need to delay. You may need to delay some of the plans you've already announced about reopening, depending on where you are. And you may need to have a delay in your return to work plans. The plans you've already announced may need to change. You need to be flexible here. Look at Apple, who just pushed back their return to office plans, largest corporation in America, was was humble enough to in the face of this delta variant to say we may need to change things a little bit so just to be clear in the next 90 days this quote unquote next 90 days that might be 120 days 180 days even longer i don't think so but let's make sure we maintain humility in the face of this virus so that's part one that's the next 90 days um we can talk more about safety more about the disease if you want and, and the next phase that we're studying in the return to work form we call the next normal Right, because there's no going back to normal. There's no, hey, it's 2018 again. Let's just walk back to the office. This pandemic changed so many things, and um, let me just give you a little snippet of of what you just lived through. We just lived through a once in century pandemic that actually probably is going to end up killing on a truly adjusted basis more than 900,000 Americans. That's part one. Part two, we just lived through the worst economic quarter in American history in 2020 Q1. Okay. Part three. We just lived through a massive series of racial protests and reconciliations in this country after the slow motion murder of George Floyd. 120 million Americans got out in the street and protested. 60 countries joined us in protest. In part four, depending on where you are on the spectrum, I don't care if you're far left, far right, either way, you just went through a constitutional crisis in this country. This was a pretty extraordinary year, right? So we're not gonna show back up at the office and it's all gonna be hunky-dory so many things are going to change. And again, that is an opportunity. It's not a challenge. It's an opportunity for savvy business leaders to make their companies stronger. And that's kind of what the next normal idea is and what we want to talk about there. I love that you brought all of just the culture and society climate into this conversation, because I think sometimes we look at business development and running a business in a vacuum. And we see it as, you know, the service we provide the employees that we have and just that kind of cog in the wheel mentality. But those days are kind of gone. We have employees now who have had a taste of what it's like where work is not the most important thing in your life. And it's going to cause a necessary shift in mindset of what the future of running a business is going to look like. 
And one other thing, too, that I kind of want to go back to where, you know, the next 90 days is probably going to be lengthened to 120 days. And the, the issue that I think a lot of, you know, especially HR <laughs> individuals who are being called in to kind of consult, if you will, on items like this, but we're torn between helping a business reopen safely, right? You you briefly mentioned, you know, safety protocols, but then at the same time, you almost don't want to because you're like, no, hold off entirely. So it's this back and forth of, you know, how do you at least make sure if they're gonna do it, do it safely without encouraging, you know, just completely doing a 180 back to normal when we still need to be cautious of what is coming down the pike. I mean, there is so much up in the air. It kind of yeah. feels like last year when everything was new again and we're like, oh goodness, <laughs> what are we going to do? It's a really tough spot that not enough people I think are stepping back to think about. Well said, Melissa, why don't we do this? Why, why don't I just give you a couple quick uh, indications of what this news train looks like um, so we can make sure we've really covered down on the health issue. And then I can share some insights on how we deal with, how we suggest our clients deal with this summer safety issue. So this Delta variant um, is 80% more transmissible than the strain that first hit the United States. 80% transmissible for a, a disease that grows exponentially means something like 300% more people will get the disease um, than they would have in a steady state environment. Meaning, thank God America got the vaccinations at the time we did. It was a race between the vaccine and the variant. We got the vaccines, the two mRNA vaccines, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, are absolutely miraculously good against the Delta variant. They are fantastic at preventing severe illness and death, something in the 98 to 99% level, which is, which is really unheralded in the history of vaccines. They are miraculously good. There are still 100 million unvaccinated people in America. Those people are at risk. They're at risk of spreading it to other people. And I guarantee you, if you are one of those people and you're not gonna lock yourself in your home, if you are not vaccinated, you are going to get the Delta variant. Now, on the other hand, the Delta variant, thank God, is no more virulent. It is no more dangerous than the previous strain. And you can go look up how dangerous the previous strain was and to whom it was most dangerous. For me and my children and my family and, and I think everybody at Ergo, we've made the decision and it was, you know, each employee obviously makes their own decision that going with the vaccine route was the safest and best and most transparent, predictable route here. And we're very happy we did. Don't forget, there have been nearly a billion doses of these vaccines given with profoundly positive, profoundly good safety records. So that's mRNA and the vaccine. And I know we're going to be tight on time. Let me do one quick thing on this. Okay, what's next? At some point, you're going to bring some people back to the office. It's much harder than you thought it was going to be. You have a number of people, maybe by generation, maybe to some extent by race, who are less or more interested in going back into the office. This is a new balance between capital and labor and the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated that. So you first have to make sure inside this complex decision-making, you're bringing them back safely. You need to have good vaccination policies. You need to have good mask wearing policies. And let me introduce one semi-creative idea to you. You're gonna wanna look for off-ramps. You're gonna wanna start to figure out ways to make life feel more and more normal to your team. It will be better for everyone's mental health. It'll be better for your economics. Here's one way to do it. If you have a team of entirely vaccinated people in the office, you're in high cotton, that's great. If you live in an area where there are low positivity rates and high vaccination rates, 
you're in even a better situation. And in that instance, our experts are telling us you don't need to have masks in the office. You don't need to worry about a number of other issues. The alternative is also true. If you are in a state with low vaccination rates or a county with low vaccination rates, and if you're curious what that is, it correlates 100% to Trump voting states. So if you're in a Trump voting county, it's 100% correlation to a low vaccination county. Not a political point of view, just a fact. If you're in a low vaccination county and you begin to see high COVID-19 testing rates, not numbers, percentages, you have a challenge. And if you have low vaccination employee amongst your employees, you have a double challenge. And this becomes quite hard. What do you do about return to work? What do you do about masks? What do you do about people who claim that HIPAA prevents you from asking about these things? It does not. So these are real questions, and we can talk about those in detail if you'd like, but I think we might be at time. I think we are at time. However, we have another episode that we have scheduled for us to do, and there is a lot that we can get into now that we've started uncovering a lot of the challenges in the future. So I'm really looking forward to that. And RP, your time today has been so valuable. Thank you so much for your time and your insight. We are really excited to start diving deeper into this content. Great. I'm, you know, I was, I've been warned by my wife over and over, don't just present problems, but present solutions. In our next talk, we can talk about different mitigation measures that can, can, can be combined to not only do this safely, but then about how we really can make this work for our corporations, use this as an opportunity for great gain in the war for talent, diversity, inclusion, productivity, et cetera. I'm excited for that. Thanks, Melissa. You got it. And to all of our listeners, to learn more about Ergo and their Return to Work Forum, please visit their website, www.ergo.net. That is E-R-G-O. And for more episodes of HRN15, locate us on your favorite podcast app or visit www.hrn15.com. Until next time. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.